going on, everybody? Appreciate all you guys listening to another episode here of the Phoenix Beatdown. Uh, of course, I'm your host, Scott Snyder, on this Monday, October 15, 2018 edition here of the Phoenix Beatdown. Now, of course, just want to thank all my fight fans for listening to the previous episodes that were uploaded. Really appreciate any time you guys go ahead and check those out. And just want to go ahead and... First off, start by saying we had a real, real big um, weekend for Bellator this past weekend. So I'm going to be going into the – I'm going to actually go into the picks and how I ended up going as far as prediction-wise. Um, I was right on most of them, but I was very wrong on one. And I'll go ahead and get into that a little bit later on uh, in this show. Now, of course, uh, as always, I'm going to go ahead and bring you guys the – breaking news, any kind of fight announcements that was going on or uh, that have been, I should say, that had been announced this past weekend. Now, it looks like the, of course, everybody is still talking about the big announcement of Jones versus Gustafsson 2, which is actually, you know, of course, taking place later this year. And actually, they just announced a big fight for that one. And it looks like we're getting the return of Kat Zingano. And she's going to be taking on Megan Anderson. So I don't know if you remember Megan Anderson. She just fought uh, Cyborg and took her. Um, well, I should say, didn't, you know, she ended up taking her, I think, past the first round. It wasn't the, I don't even think it got per, past the first round. But she ended up getting knocked out by uh, Cyborg. And she's going to be taking on Kat Zingano, who hasn't been that active as of the recent past couple years and is looking to get back in there now of course the total fight card is looking uh i would actually say pretty good for that end of year show um it's looking like we have of course jones taking on gustafson cyborg versus amanda nunez which is one that i'm actually really really interested in seeing and uh condit taking on michael chiesa as he goes up to welterweight of course, uh, you also have Alir Latifi, who's going to be taking on Corey Anderson. And then, I can't even believe that they booked this fight, but you got BJ Penn taking on Ryan Hall. And the reason why I say that is because in BJ Penn's last outing, he took out Dennis Seaver. And I should say he didn't take him on, but he took he took him, I think, to the decision, but ended up losing a decision to Dennis Seaver. So, he's back again, taking on uh, Ryan Hall. And overall, it's going to be a very interesting fight card. I mean, that's one that I would, you know, I would definitely think would do a million pay-per-view buys because you do have the return of Jones and you do have Gustafsson taking on, um, you know, taking on each other for the interim light heavyweight belt. But you also have that super fight between Cyborg and Amanda Nunez. So I think that that one is going to probably do a million pay-per-view buys. But then again, nowadays you really have no idea. Now, some other news. Faraz Zahabi, of course, the trainer for GSP, he kind of came out recently, and I saw a story that he's kind of saying, you know, what do you guys think would happen if GSP fought Conor McGregor? You know, it would do the, he's saying that he would do the same even more than what Khabib did to Conor. So he's kind of saying, you know, if that fight ever does happen, that's exactly how it would go. And, you know, after watching that fight, I kind of don't disagree with him. And then, you know, I think that, of course, Connor losing kind of messed up those plans between him fighting GSP, which I, I do think was very real. But at the same time, 
you never know if that fight might happen in, in the future. Um, probably not, especially because, like I said, the fight didn't go that way, but I do think that they were trying to make it and attempting to make it. Um, of course, we did see that photo of GSP when he cut down to 155, kind of like on a practice cut, um, but I do believe that was going to be uh, in case Connor did knock out Khabib, so... It looks like it's not going to happen now, but I'm sure Frost is even just throwing that out there because there was talks of that. Now, we also have a big fight at Featherweight announced for the UFC 231 card. Uh, we got Chad Mendez. As he's, of course, he came back after that two-year return, and he looked like he, looked like he hadn't even missed a, a fight because he knocked out Miles Jury. Uh, pretty badly and he's going to be taking on Henato Moicano and they're going to be taking uh, they're going to be fighting on that December 8th card which is that big Toronto Canada card uh, of course between Max Holloway and Brian Ortega and I'm not surprised if one of these guys are kind of booked as the fill-in kind of what we saw happen this uh, past card where we had Tony Ferguson and Anthony Pettis kind of as, as the fill-in. So I wonder if that's also what's, what's kind of going on here. But either way, that's a great fight. Moicano, uh, he's 5-1 and one inside the octagon. And, of course, Mendez coming off that big win over Miles Jury. So that's going to be a really, really interesting fight. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Chad Mendez challenging for a title shot here again pretty soon, guys. So do not be surprised at that at all. Um, now, just to kind of get into some recaps as far as what, what what went on in this past weekend. Now, oh, actually, before I get into that one last thing on here that I thought was pretty interesting, there was a, a story that came out that's saying Eddie Alvarez is close to signing with one championship. Now, we do know that he was fighting out the last fight on his contract with the UFC, and it looks like he's pretty close to signing with one championship. Now, this doesn't surprise me by any chance because it doesn't look like um, Eddie necessarily had the best relationship with the UFC, and he does. He definitely doesn't seem like a company man. Seems like somebody that uh, you know, nothing wrong with that, but seems like somebody that would probably go wherever he gets the best offer, as uh, you know, as I would also. So it looks like uh, he, he's going to be challenging. Uh, well, not challenging, but he might be trying to go for whoever the lightweight champion is over at, at one championship. And, um, of course, this story kind of just coming out over the weekend. And nothing official just yet, but, um, you know, seeing that I believe it, it looks like he might be one and one with the current champion over there, Shinya Aoki, uh, it seems. So, kind of just kind of see how that, how that how that one might play out, but... Either way, I'm always an Eddie Alvarez fan, and I will be taking a look to see wherever he ends up and wherever he ends up, uh, whoever he ends up signing with. Now, let's just go ahead and get over, uh, get into these picks, and get into what ended up happening this past weekend at, at Bellator. Um, it does look like we do have a final in the heavyweight Grand Prix set up as far as. Fedor is going to take on Bader. So Fedor Emelianenko is going to take on Ryan Bader in the Bellator Grand uh, Heavyweight Grand Prix Finals. Uh, 
And the you know, first off, I really, really enjoyed the way that this whole tournament played out. It was great. You had four fights in the quarterfinals, and you had the semifinals, and now we got the final. I don't, you know, I don't know. I really, really liked it, and I do like when Bellator does this. Now, let's just go ahead and get into it. So, on Friday night, we had Matt Mitrione take on Ryan Bader. I did pick Bader to win. I actually thought it was going to be a second-round TKO. But we ended up having... And I was kind of wrong. I was right on the prediction, but wrong on the way that he went about it. Because Bader used a lot of wrestling, a lot of grappling. Was able to fully, I would say, pretty much fully stop anything that Mitrione was attempting to do. And did end up uh, winning that decision. Now, it did go all three rounds. Bader going for multiple takedowns. And it was it was a great performance by by Ryan Bader. I mean, he, he pretty much did kind of say he doesn't like to fight that way. But he had to do what he had to do to, to get that final. And I'm not mad at him at all. And I'm sure Matt Mitrion would have done whatever he had to do. And he was, of course, looking to keep his standing. But Ryan Bader definitely impressed me, and I wouldn't be surprised if we go into if he goes into that fight with Fedor, kind of having that same kind of game plan, the same kind of outcome. Now, the second fight that I picked, which was Sergey Karatanov versus Roy Nelson, that ended up being uh, I was wrong on that one because Sergey did knock uh, Roy Nelson out with punches and knees. You know, not going to get into if they were illegal or not. But he does end up stopping him in the first round. So on that one, ended up going one for one. And that actually brought up to Saturday's show. So Saturday's show was a big Bellator 208 card, which was the kind of last match of the quarterfinals here. And we had Fedor taking on Chael Sonnen now. You know, the, the immediate reaction to this fight was, I believe some people were saying, <laughs> You know, I, Scott Coker had to answer some questions about this fight was being fixed or if it was fixed or not. And I thought that that was absolutely ridiculous as well because you clearly still have Fedor catching Chael multiple times. And we all know that Fedor has, still has that power. Um, he's still competing. People already know that he's uh, the heavyweight greatest of all time. I think people forget that Chael Sonnen... Was his career was at middleweight? He's uh, went up to heavyweight to kind of compete in this tournament and be a big name and a a big comp, uh, competitor for Bellator in this heavyweight tournament. But really, I don't think it was uh, the best of matchup, and we kind of saw that play out. Now, Chael did have his moments in the fight where he had a you know a takedown here and he was on top of Fedor uh, a couple times, but other than that, it was pretty much all Fedor. He had him. Uh, wobbling all over the cage and falling all over and at the end um, the ref did have to step in and stop it to go ahead and save Chael there from from that vicious vicious ground and pound so Fader moves on and it's going to be a very very uh, interesting fight between him and Ryan Bader but after what I saw on Friday I would not be surprised if we saw Ryan Bader able to do the same thing to Fedor now, I don't know if that, if that final is going to be three rounds or five rounds. Probably going to be three rounds um, the way that Bellator likes to play. I have no problem with that by any means. And I'm really interested to see that. I do believe they are looking for a February time frame uh, to complete that. Uh, to get that fight started. Or I should say to, to go ahead and get the tournament finished. 
So looking forward to that one. Now, moving down the rest of the card, we did have Ben Henderson taking on Saad Awad. I did pick Ben to win. Um, so he was able to implement a good mix-up of striking and grappling. Uh, I thought we got to see a little bit of vintage Ben Henderson there. And he takes a decision, uh, a couple 30-26s on the cards. And I thought he looked great. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to move him into a title shot. Not saying if he deserves it or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if Bellator tries to move him to a title shot between the winner of Michael Chandler and Brett Primus. And they're fighting later on this year. I don't know if Ben would like to sit out that long, but I know that he was looking for, uh, I believe, one more contract, and he said this is probably his last contract of his career with Bellator. So I wouldn't be surprised if they try to push him into that title fight. And I think he was really looking really good against a really tough opponent in Sadawad. So I was impressed overall. Um, and definitely going to be looking forward to whatever Bellator ends up doing uh, with him. Even if they throw him in as an alternate. Because <laughs> he was kind of throwing his hat in there as an alternate for the welterweight tournament. Uh, but I know there's a couple other guys looking to do that as well. So they might just keep him at lightweight. <clears throat> and kind of moving on to the third and final pick that I had. Which we had uh, Czech Congo taking on Tim Johnson. Now I did pick Czech Congo to win. I actually had him winning by decision. But he made pretty quick work of Tim Johnson, uh, stopping him with punches at 1 minute and 8 seconds in the first round. And Chuck Congo goes on to make it 7 in a row. 7 in a row in the Bellator heavyweight division. And I got to think if they're not going to look for a title, or, you know, try to give him a title shot um, at some point here. And I... You know, of course, he would deserve it because seven wins in any any division is impressive, especially heavyweights with those hard hitters um, is going to be even tough. You know, in my opinion, even tougher. So that was definitely impressive on Czech Congo, and he's continuing that career resurgence over in Bellator, and it's uh, definitely exciting to see, and definitely going to be on the lookout for uh, the future fights. Um, now that's actually going to be all the information and recap uh, I got for here for you guys today. So of course, really, really appreciate you guys listening. Thank you to anybody who checks out the Phoenix Beatdown and who has go ahead and subscribed and checked out the other episodes. Really, really appreciate you guys. Be on the lookout later on this week for the other episodes. And as always, take care.